Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line fame. It's five foot nine on ninety eight five The Bull. Tag, do you think in a relationship in a marriage, secret spending is that uh, okay or is that a bad thing? Mm, I think there has to be a threshold. Um, you obviously can't go buy a car without letting your family know that because it affects the uh, the household budget. I don't think uh, going and buying little things is a bad thing. Turns out some secret spending by spouses can actually strengthen relationships. Why? Because if you go out and you spend a little money secretly, it causes guilt, which makes you be a better person. Oh, really? Better partner to your husband or wife. (laughs) Really? Causes this guilt, then you make an unplanned investment in the relationship, which your partner appreciates. So say, say, Tig, if you went out and... uh, like my I don't thing know, is got go- yourself a set of new golf clubs. My thing is rolling dice. Whatever, yeah. Okay. Rolling dice, whatever it is. And you spend a little bit more than you intended to. I think when you got back home, you're probably going to be a little nicer to your wife because you feel guilty oh, that you went and did that. that secret spending. Yeah, but you also have to be careful about, like I always say this, like you have to be careful about being overly nice or else their little alarm will go off. Like why is Tiger being super nice today? You, you got to be nice, but you can't overdo it or else... You'll get busted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you do? Turns out that, I guess, is a thing, so. Wow. Now, listen, it doesn't work for major purchases. Like, you can't go up and buy a car and be like, hey. It's, it's <laughs> no, small guilty. things. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I think buying a car would cause a problem in the relationship if you didn't. It's not like you're asking permission, but you should alert your spouse that you're about to make a huge purchase, right? But they say a little bit of guilt sometimes is good. You treat your your, your spouse nicer when you are a little guilty about something. All right, there you go. It's 98.5 The Bull. To the past, you can look for answers. At the bottom of a glass. It's 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country. Maybe you can help me out with something, Daniel. What's that um, now? There's a dog in my neighborhood. You ever go next door? It's like Facebook just for your neighborhood where people post about what they see. There's this dog in our neighborhood that lives in the neighborhood there in Midtown. And he doesn't have an owner. Maybe it's a she. We don't know because you can't get close to the dog. And uh, this weekend, twice, I saw the dog. I'm like, hey, I'm going to try to meet this dog. And I went and got treats out of my cabinet and stuff. And <laughs> so I'm on like a mission but the dog will not let me get within 20 feet of him or her. Well, and is it a feral dog? I don't think so. I think it, it's almost like it, it lived in a home, but maybe that homeowner passed away or moved or something. I don't know. Because the dog, first off, the dog is very healthy looking. Like, you know, he's got some meat on him. And he's a sweet, sweet dog. And uh, everybody now in my neighborhood is leaving food out for this dog and leaving water out because... But you just cannot get close to him. In fact, one lady said, look, I put food out on the uh, patio. The dog comes up, but as soon as I go out, he runs off. But if I go back inside, the dog will come back and eat. So we know he's being nourished. But I have no idea how to, like, I would like for this dog to become my pet, actually, because the dog seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I go up to the uh, Quick Trip on Saturday, and even at Quick Trip, he's made buds up there. So uh, the people that hang out at Quick Trip, you know what I'm talking about. They're feeding the dog. <laughs> and, uh, well, it could be one of their dogs. I don't know. but Well, they don't keep a leash on it or anything like that. That dog just runs amok. And he has a good life. And he's almost like smart because I live there next to South Lewis, which is a busy street. He does, He's smart enough not to go over there. He just lives in our little triangle of a neighborhood. And I don't know what to do. Because people are like, you know, we need to get this dog. You know, somebody needs to take care of this dog, but you cannot get close to the dog. So I don't know what to do. I always have this thing when I see a stray dog or a stray cat or anything I have this dilemma inside my head. Do I call animal control? Yeah. Or do I just let this just let this dog be? Because well, I'm worried that if I call animal control and they come and get him, 
and one thing leads to another, and he's put down, I'll never be able to forgive myself. That's right. And I talked to people, and we were, everybody kind of wants to call somebody, but we kind of don't. And that's the problem, because he has a happy life. The dog is happy. Uh, you know, he's got his tongue out, and he's, you know, almost like smiling wherever he goes. But we're concerned if we call anybody about it, does that mean euthanasia, you know, in a few weeks? So I don't know. But uh, can you come over and help me catch that dog? You're pretty fast. I Please. I <laughs> I don't know. See, because I saw a dog like that in my neighborhood once, and I start chasing this. This was a little dog. I start chasing this thing around. Then I realize that there's this really old lady in her apartment on her balcony. She, it's her dog, and she just lets him out to go to the bathroom, and then he runs back up there. Oh, I'm really? thinking the whole time the thing's like uh. homeless. But then meanwhile, it was just trained to go outside, use the restroom, and come back in. Are you sure that's not the case? We don't think so. I mean, this dog... Uh, Every day I get on that next door app and I see new sightings of the dog where he gets. So it's almost like I can track him, like people track sharks in the ocean. And what have like, y'all named this thing? We don't know. We don't know if it's a boy or girl because nobody can get. Well, don't y'all live like, in the Lewiston Gardens neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. His name's Lewis. Lewis. Lewis the dog. So if you start calling him Lewis and be like, Lewis, treat. That's, uh, that's all you have to can do. Can I tape uh, treats to you and then the dog will come up to you and then we can catch the dog? Tape them to my chest. Yes. I will lay down, motionless. <laughs> When the dog comes to eat them, I will reach out and bear hug the dog until y'all can get somebody over there. Do you think this is somebody that knows about Lewis? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Hey, good morning, Tiger Dana. What's up? Hey, I just want to let you know you can go to the uh, dog pound in Tulsa, uh, and they will let you borrow a trap. You can put food in it, and he will set the trap off. You can catch him, and then you can try to gentle him down. Yeah, take him on as my own dog then? He, well, yeah. listen, if you catch Lewis in a trap, he ain't never going to ever trust Tig again. <laughs> well, you got to do something to help him out so they somebody doesn't call the pound and or SPCA and get him picked up and well, have him euthanized. also lives kind of close to a uh, quick trip. What if the trap catches one of those drifters? <laughs> well, he might have to take them on too. I could have, have all these people living in my house <laughs> and dogs. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 985 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country, born and raised in Fryer. We've got your tickets for the weekend. See Leonard Skinner and more coming up at 740. But Daniel, I was telling you about this dog that lives in my neighborhood in Midtown. I live in Midtown Tulsa, and there's this dog that just hangs out. And we all want to get to know the dog, but it's scared of humans. So people are leaving food out on their porches and stuff. The dog, it, I saw the dog twice this weekend. A very healthy-looking dog. It's not like it's starving or anything. I suggested you guys give the dog a name, name him Lewis. Um, I, I got to tell you, I could come over and catch that dog. No, no, you can't, because I, I even got treats out, and... I would throw the treats, and the dog was curious about the treats, but if I was anywhere near the treat, he wouldn't come. But if I backed up, he'd eat the treat. Or she. I don't know what it is. So we were – and the other thing we're concerned about is the the easy answer is call, like, uh, animal control or something. But I'm we're all concerned that you don't know what happens after the dog is picked up by animal control. Will they put it down or something? You know, we don't want that to happen because the dog is not a nuisance. Just a sweet dog. Hey, good morning. Tiger Daniel, who's this? Hey, this is Brian. I was just calling to let you know, if you can call, like, an animal rescue place, and they'll come and get the animal. Just let them know that you're interested in adopting it, and they'll pretty much let you adopt it after everything's taken care of. But they're not going to put it down or something, are they? No, not if you – that's why you let them know that you're interested. Oh, okay, because so this dog is the opposite of a nuisance. He's like a joy. We love the dog, but we just can't get close to yeah, him. Yeah, I had a – 
I had a cat that was living up at my work for a couple of years, and then when it got to get below zero degrees, I had, I think it was ASPCA or someone come out and capture it, and then I just let them know. I was interested in adopting it, and after a week, they neutered him, gave him his shots, and then let me know to huh. come and get him. See, I didn't know that, Ty. Did you know that they would? you could yeah. have them come capture the animal for you and then... Uh, I had no idea. It. And also, it's a good point. I didn't consider that, you know, in January, it's going to be like zero degrees out. Uh, new quick trip that opened in the bottom of the BOK Tower downtown Tulsa. What's up? 98.5 The Bull. This thing is wild, Daniel. Apparently, like, nobody works inside of it. You go to the QT. It's at the bottom of the BOK Tower. And you go and you pick up whatever you want. And you don't even scan the stuff. And you walk out the door and you, I guess you scan your credit card or something. And then it knows what you got. You have to enter, You have to swipe your credit card to go in. Okay. And then from there... Get whatever you want, just leave, and it. So just, you don't, it, you don't. It's not like self checkout where you go and scan your items. You just walk out with the stuff, and it charges your credit card. Right. How in the world? And uh, so you have to have a credit card. You can't go in with cash. That is all. also correct. Yes. So it knows you have a credit card because you scanned it to get in, and then you go in there and you pick out whatever you want, and somehow it knows. I guess they teamed up with Amazon, QT, and so if you pick up a bag of chips and, uh, you know, a Coke or something, it just knows that. And puts it on your credit card. Isn't that wild? It's pretty wild. Uh, you said some people were having some issues with it on Reddit. They were like, oh, I don't know about all this. Well, it was say this one guy in particular said, look, I mean, if they, they're collecting all sorts of data on you, like they know now Daniel likes uh, potato chips and right, Diet Dr. At, Pepper. Look at my stomach and tell that. And they're able to use this information to figure out how to stock the store. Like they'll know pretty quickly, like nobody likes the... Uh, the regular Dr. Pepper or something. But how then, do they know that I like some chips if they see me just stopping and looking at chips? Well, that's what this guy says. He says the system knows what you not only took out of there, but what you also looked at, what you were considering buying. So, like, you know, maybe why didn't Daniel choose the chips today? And then they did. It's like psychological or something. And so maybe they'll try to work on, let's make sure that Daniel, next time he comes in, he chooses those chips so we make more money. And they do that with everybody. And so they know how to stock the shelves appropriately, get rid of the stuff that doesn't sell, uh, put more of the stuff up that may entice you to spend money at QT. But they're, they're, nobody works there. I guess they stock it at night or something. But outside of that, you just go in and you walk out with the stuff and it charges your credit card. I mean, I think, don't you think a lot of stores will head that way eventually? Oh, I think it's probably the way of the future. There are some, I think, some places where they have a whole like grocery store like this. There is. I've read about that. And my wife told me that she went to McDonald's somewhere and there wasn't even a cash cashier at all. You just did it on the computer. Just chose your item, and then they delivered it to you. You know, I don't know if they should even bother doing an autonomous grocery store now because I don't even know uh, all that many people that still go into them. A lot of people, a lot of you guys get that grocery pickup. Yeah, where they just deliver it to your house, and that's pretty convenient. Yeah, yeah. and then Walmart's also now trying to develop a thing where not only they bring your groceries to your house, they come in and put them up for you. Right. You, they give uh, It's like a temporary code to your door, right? Mm -hmm. And it works one time, and so whoever brings your groceries will put them on your counter or whatever, and then they leave, and then that code never works again. So they can't come back in and, you know, like, 
watch football at your house on Saturday night or anything. But, yeah, is it all going into this? I mean, QT, they're, like, cutting edge with this, right? I mean, I've never even heard of something like this as far as a gas station goes. But uh, we got to go check that out, man. Well, I've been in there. I've been in that food court in the BOK building, and it's a it's it's great food court. Uh, you call it a gas station. They don't have gas in there. Okay, convenience store. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, how long anonymous until QT? these are in every office building, every, you know, everywhere? Like, we have a little snack bar here at the radio station that people go up and they can, you got to scan your credit card and all that and check out, like, old school. But I imagine it won't be long till every business has, like, a little automated uh, Right. And it's thing. loaded with cameras, so if you steal something, they would know it. You get, you're on the honor system, in a sense, but they would catch you if you did steal. So we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Coming up, what I know you don't have to scan because it's totally free, Daniel. Born and raised tickets. How about that? Nice. And prior with Leonard Skinner at 740 this morning on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Oh. 98.5 The Bull with Luke Combs. And uh, coming up, Daniel, born and raised in Pryor. We got those tickets for you to see Leonard Skinner. Good morning, Daniel. I don't know if you've noticed, Tig, Little League Baseball been in the news a lot lately. We had last week the kid from Oklahoma got hit in the head with a baseball, went up and hugged the pitcher. That made national news, not just national news, international news. Yep. And then now I see where a Little Leaguer is, uh, people are criticizing this kid for excessive celebration. Here's just a quick clip of the that. Bottom of the first. And he is swinging away, lifts it out to left center field, back there, and it is gone! Second home run of the regional for the big man, Chase Link. And Chase Link, oh, there he goes, there he goes! <laughs> this young man has so much fun playing this game, and this is basically what this is all about right here. Chase. Now, what he did there, he got to third base, and then he... Uh, you know, he had plenty of time. So then he kind of put two fingers up like they were horns. Like a bull. And then he put his head down and then did a little charging thing with his foot and ran in and then jumped uh, right on top of home plate. Mm -hmm. And then people were like, oh, that's this wouldn't fly with my team and all that. And then I look over, Tyg has a look of disgust on his face. Well, what's the big deal? Um, Because there's another team out there and the pitcher, you know, when I was young, my coach... I would like literally pray that my coach would not make me pitch that night because it was so nerve-wracking to pitch because it's a lonely spot to be in and it's only up to you to throw good pitches and if you don't somebody hits home run and you feel like you left your team down and so the only reason I don't think it's cool for you to celebrate something like that is because the poor pitcher is up there doing his best and it's got to crush him I mean I remember throwing uh one Saturday morning I, my coach made me pitch and I was like please don't no you're pitching and the guy just crushed a home run. It went so far, it hit the concession stand behind the outfield. And he was doing his big celebration. I felt, I was, you know, I was embarrassed. So and if you can't handle that, don't play baseball, right? I I'm don't know, a, man. I'm not a sports guy. I couldn't handle that. Guess what I don't do? I don't play baseball. This kid wants to do a bull charge celebration. Who cares? Why are y'all such babies about baseball? <laughs> I mean, you act like y'all are all out there in tuxedos, and this is like a gentleman's sport and all that kind of thing. It's uh, What's the big deal? It just, it was tough to be a pitcher, and I feel sorry for the pitcher that the kid who hit the home run is out there dancing all over him in a sense, like make, almost making fun of him. By doing a bull charge and carrying on, just run the bases, touch home plate, and take your point and leave. I find it wildly entertaining when a athlete celebrates. 
I don't like it that much. I don't like them throwing yeah. footballs into the stands and, you know, carrying on. Like, you know. Well, why we does know sports score- have to be boring? It's a game after all, right? I, You know, it's a game, but can't you be – can't you be nice about it and not make the other team feel awful? Because they're trying hard, too. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Hey, this is um, Christy. Hi, Christy. I totally agree. If you can't handle the sport, get out. Stop <laughs> raising babies. All right. So I'm kind of a wuss in a sense that uh, I, felt, I found it offensive, the kid, trotted around the bases like he was a hero or something. It is. I, I think it's fantastic. I haven't seen the clip, but just from what you guys described, I think it's hilarious. I don't think that was excessive. Um, he wasn't rude to the other team. I think people today are raising a bunch of wimps. If you can't handle it, get out. Ah, what a perspective. I appreciate the call. Christy, right? Thank you very much. Have a great Monday. You too. That tag's mad because he got called a wimp. No, I'm not mad. Hey, it's Sagan Daniel. Who's this? Hi, this is Kylie. Kylie, well, where do you uh, weigh in on this? Did you see this clip, by the way? Yes, I did. Um, I actually played softball for quite a few years. I went to college for it. And I once again agree, if you can't handle it, get out of the game, man. I mean... <laughs> So, it's part of it. You I'm know? soft, I guess. Well, Ty, I mean, the ego <laughs> on you, you're like, I used to be a pitcher, and that would hurt my feelings. It, it, I, mean, I was the catcher in this situation, so you just got to have the right people around you as a pitcher. If your teammates aren't supporting you, that's on them. So, look, you were a catcher, right? So, you got a front row I was seat. at one point. So, you got a front row seat, and when somebody hits a home run, they, they cross right in front of you. It didn't upset you when they were, like, celebrating uh, your pain? Not, not really. I mean, I could tell that my pitcher was upset, but I just went out there and I talked to her, you know, and I was like, hey, shake it off, go get the next one. It happens. It's part of the game. And what are they supposed to be, melancholy when they pass home plate? Are they supposed to, like, look R- sullen and sad and, R- like, Edgar Allan Poe, like they just passed first plate? Run the bases, <laughs> touch home plate, and mind your business. Don't celebrate in front of the... I mean... I mean, I, I celebrated quite a few times myself, so I can't say that. <laughs> don't you find it to be? Don't you find it to be wildly entertaining when somebody celebrates, even if they shouldn't? Kinda, in a way, because I mean, as an athlete, it always made me happy, you know, to make a big play, you but, know, and I wanted to celebrate that with my teammates. Don't you remember? I can't remember which team it was, but I think it was an NFL team. The guy scored a touchdown, rubbed it on his butt, and threw it in the crowd. Oh, I would have loved to have been there. Like that's not right. <laughs> That's not that right. so much. I used to like that. Uh, who's that guy they called Johnny Football or whatever? You get oh, a home run. Johnny and he, Manziel. And then he would put his two hands up like the make like money signal or whatever. Yeah. And all of you guys were like, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't like it either. Why all did right. that bother you? It's just like the other team is going through some pain. Why? Why okay. rub it? Why rub it in? The scoreboard already says you scored. Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's all bent out of shape about this now. It's uh, ninety-eight five Bull. Thanks for the call. No problem. Yeah, bye. All right. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. This is Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey. So, I'm, like the other girl, I, I used to be a catcher also. And our coach kind of, whenever you know, practice, our coach would teach us things to say to the batter that was up. Trash talk. You know, that was kind of a tradition, I guess, that, that 
the catcher would trash talk the batter. Yeah, while well, he's and, like one foot away from him. You know, whenever yeah, with a with a weapon. Um. So and and many a times whenever I've seen a batter hit a home run and they celebrate like that, I just like, man, you earned it. Good job. You know, it's it's there's sportsman conduct, sportsman like conduct. You got to play in somewhere, but then the rest of it is fun. You know, you just it's fun and games and a lot of tradition. You know, baseball's an old sport, so there's a lot of tradition in there and trash talking tradition, whatnot. And, you know, so you, you still have to have the, your sportsman like way about yourself, though. Yeah. And I felt like with his bull charge celebration, Ty, he wasn't directing that toward anybody else on the other team. He was, in fact, he was looking at his own team when he had the celebration. But don't catchers, like, talk to batters and they, they mention the batter's wife and stuff to really mess them up? In Little League? Oh, their wife? No, in Big League. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe not Little League. In, in high school, we would talk to the batters. We would talk about the batter's mom, grandma, <laughs> you know, all kinds of stuff. I, See, I, I like heard that. We would talk about every single thing. But at the end of the game... What everybody did, we lined up in a line and we smacked everybody's hand in yep. the middle of the field. Sometimes as hard as you game, could. Good game. <laughs> and it was true, too. We went on in college. I went on and a teammate was an opponent of mine in high school. And they're still friends to this day. So yep. It's part of the game. And there's nothing wrong with you celebrating your own victory. And you hope somebody in the stands is celebrating with you. But not from being proud of yourself. All right. Well, thanks for the call, oh, man. To, we appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Ty, you're under the impression in Little League of Baseball that they talk about each, other, each other's wives? No, I, I know, like, in the big leagues, though, like, yeah. they'll, they'll, like, they'll talk about your wife and stuff to I mess you up. I was at a T-ball and... game, and this guy was talking about this guy's wife viciously. The uh... <laughs> He's married? <laughs> well, according to you, I don't know where you where you grew up, but the people getting married that young. Hey, it's Ty and Daniel. Who's this? Hi, I'm Robin. I have a comment about the celebrating yeah. during sports games. Yes, please. Okay, so I was a catcher from like the age of four all the way into college. And I and I was basketball too. I was a good athlete. I never celebrated anything that I did and I still hold state records and I'm like thirty. So when I see somebody celebrate, like you hit a home run and you gotta make a big scene. I feel bad for that person because I'm like, does that happen so little? Like, that must not happen that often to you, that yeah. you have to celebrate that. Like, I know I play games, and I, you know, got some, I stole bases, hit home runs, made sweet catcher plays, double plays, and you make your play, and you do your little sign to your pitcher saying, yep, we're fucking awesome. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't say that. And that's that. Made a three-pointer, win a game. I mean, you just don't. You celebrate at the end, you shake their hands, and you move on. So, in other words, when she sees somebody celebrating, she feels sad for them. <laughs> well, you know, maybe. I do, because I'm so like, seldom. man, that they're, they're 16 years old, and that's probably the first home run they've ever hit. That poor thing. So, she's kind of team tag on this, but I appreciate the insight, okay? Uh, yeah, thank you. An athlete, call us. It's 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, we're very close. We're like, geez, now Let me say, five minutes if away you from win Born and these Rays. tickets to the Born and Raised Music Festival in Pryor and you celebrate any, any way whatsoever, we're going to have to take the tickets back because <laughs> celebrating, obviously, off the table. Off the table in all you aspects of life around melancholy, here. Melancholy. Yeah. Like this is normal. Do you think, Ty, if a kid does stuff like that, goes viral, will that help his chances to get signed 
in the major leagues later on. I don't think so. You remember when Babe Ruth used to do that thing where he pointed the bat toward the wherever he was going to hit a home run? Mm -hmm. Was that oh, also out of line? That was a myth, but okay. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tiger Daniel. Moments away from Born and Raised. Leonard Skinner tickets are free. Right here on 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. 98.5 The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Oh. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Welcome in. We got April and Wagner with us to win tickets to see Born and Raised that weekend in Pryor. Good morning, April. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Are you heading into work? What, what's on your mind today? Yeah, I'm heading into work. What do you do for a living there, April? I'm an administrative assistant. Ah, sounds fancy. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, what you're playing for is a pair of general admission three-day passes to the Born and Raised Music Festival in Pryor, September 16th through the 18th. Can you handle a three-day concert? Um, it's What? <laughs> yeah, I can. What are you doing? It sounds like you're uh, out feeding cows or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was waiting on my son to get back in the car. <laughs> I see. Lots of spin It's like place. perfectly clear phone call. Get on the air, then it's like. <laughs> All right. We're going to do, uh, your son can help you out. No, what's his name? Jaden. Good morning to Jaden. Uh, you and Jaden can figure these out together. I'm going to name you some famous families, just their first names. And based on those first names, you give me their famous last name. It should be pretty easy. You ready to go here, April? I guess. And Jaden. Yeah. Up first, Bart, Homer, and Marge. Simpson. 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 Yeah. Simpson is, is correct. <laughs> Up next, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. Uh, the Kardashians? Kardashians is correct. Up next, Walter, Skyler, and Walter Jr. Oh. Out in Albuquerque. Uh, I'm not sure on that. Help her out a little bit. They uh, they made blue meth and stuff, right? I think it's um, Breaking Bad. Uh, that would be the Walter, the White family. Walter oh, White, Skyler White. Have you not watched Breaking Bad? I have not. Oh, what a show! It's a great show. <laughs> All right, up next. This is a family from history: John, Robert. Ted and Rose. One of, one of these guys served as president. First yes. name John. Middle initial was F. John F. Kennedy. <laughs> That's the Kennedys. And finally, Gomez, Morticia, and Wednesday. The Adams family. Well, look at that. With that, you and Jaden have won yourself those three-day passes to the Born and Raised Music Festival in Pryor, September 16th through the 18th. <laughs> I hear uh, Jaden is not very happy. I, I got to say that once I've passed 40, I don't know if I can handle a three-day concert. Why not? You know how it is. Like, instead of it taking, like, 
a morning to recover. It takes like four days to recover now. So you yeah. hope you're in good shape. <laughs> the chemistry you two oh. have is incredible, Tug. <laughs> she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, April. Thank you so much for playing. And uh, if uh, you know somebody else that would want some tickets, let them know another chance to win these tickets tomorrow morning at 740. Okay, then? All right. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Scotty McCreary and Damn Straight with Tyg and Daniel. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Good morning. 810 with Tyg and Daniel. I know it's the first day of school coming up later on this week for your son. And I, I think people all over the whole area here kind of staggered in when they all go back. Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember, Tyg, on the eve of your very first day of school? Did you, were you super nervous about what you're going to wear the next day? Yeah, it seems like it was like Easter Sunday where you got your best outfit out and, you know, you were ready for that and you were going to look good going to school because he had gotten some new clothes over the summer. How about you? Is he, is your son like that or he doesn't really, he hasn't got to that age where he cares yet? He's, what is he going into the first grade? First grade. Yeah, he probably um, didn't care about that right now, does he? Um, you know, I think he is concerned to some degree, but not, not too much. I mean, we went and got him new clothes because, you know, that's the thing. When Once we're adults, we can wear the same size forever and ever and ever. But at that age, they're growing. So you kind of end up going to Goodwill, dropping off clothes, buying new clothes over and over and over. I think you said you guys used to have to wear a uniform at your school? Uh, eventually, they did uh, put a uniform policy in place, but not like you see on television. It just basically says a polo shirt and some jeans or something like so that. So why were you worried about what you were going to wear on your first day if you had to wear a uniform? Well, what happened was the rich parents in the school... They didn't like the uniform policy because it was an effort to make everybody look the same economically. But the rich parents went and got their kids polos embroidered with their names on it, like Brett Quarterback. Like a lot of that was going on. So you, like, you went to the school with a guy named Brett Quarterback? Yeah, he would get his shirt. Like they made him fancy shirts even though it was part of the uniform, but they also wanted to elevate themselves a little bit. They bedazzled him a little bit? They did, yeah. I went to school kind of in the middle of Alabama, and there was no there's no rich. <laughs> Everybody was the same. Uh, but you still would get teased. Uh, like, say, example, if you wore some shoes or something, they came from Walmart. People would say, which one? And if it was the Walmart in the big town, you were considered to be rich. But if it was the, wall, you know, the smaller Walmart in the oh, other really? town, they were like, oh. It was even that. Yeah. I do remember that, um, what was the shoe that came out that was super popular? Reebok Pump, where you pumped it up. And my parents were not going to spend 100 bucks, so they went and got me the knockoff, which was worse than just not having anything, you know, just because then you brought in the knockoff and people made fun of you. Was the Reebok pump the very first shoe you can remember being so expensive that it made headlines? That's the one that I remember, yep. I wonder if we Googled it now how much Reebok pumps were when they first came out because it seemed like it was an outrageous price. I bet it was only about 60 70 bucks. No, I think it was like 100 bucks. You think that was the first $100 shoe? Probably. And you would tell your parents, uh, you want Reebok pumps. And in they're my like, case, I didn't play any sports. So they're like, what do you want those for? Just to sit on the couch? Then they bring me like Rowling's jumps. And folks that are listening that don't know about these pumps, the tongue was like a balloon and you could pump it up. And that was all the rage. I mean, it was nonsense. It didn't really help you run or anything. It was just like kind of the thing to do. And, uh, but I hope that's gone away. I hope the kids, when they go, like my son will go to his first day of first grade, I hope that there's not that comparison going on. Oh, of course there still is. Ah, Surely some, heart. don't you think? 
probably. That's what I always wonder. Are kids nicer today than they were back then? Because I was under the impression that they were, but people that work in schools and have kids that age reach out and say, no, 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 they're still... They're still pretty cruel and vicious to each other. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, was it worse when we went through school, or is it better now or not? Because I remember there was no, uh, I don't remember anything on television or anywhere that was like, hey, uh, you shouldn't bully. Do you remember any kind of, like, PSA that was like, hey, don't bully people? I don't remember that. None of it. But what? now it's all about that. Yeah, like, and I know. think it, maybe it seems like it's the uncool thing to do now, or maybe I'm just crazy. Like, my granddad would say, if you got a bully, just go up and punch him in the nose. I'm like, that's not going to work because then he will just whip my butt. <laughs> You'll be totally right? <laughs> devastated. Well, yeah, I hope kids aren't having to do it. 95 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Welcome in to Did You See? Brought to you by Eye Care Associates of South Tulsa. Daniel, I don't know what's in the water in Owasso right now, but, you know, gas prices have been painful. But for whatever reason, this morning in Owasso, $3.05. They must have a gas war going on because Murphy put theirs at $3.05. Then now I see Walmart and Sam's Club have done the same thing. Mm. So... the Gas prices are getting lower. That's good. Who will be the first to drop below $3? <laughs> it seems like a war in Owasso for whatever reason. You know, when I, I was used to do a radio show back in Alabama, and one afternoon I tried to call around to all the gas stations to get them to lower the price of gas by one cent. Nobody would do it. I guess there's a lot that goes into determining the gas price. I guess you see your competitor across the street. And so let's say that today... Uh, $3.05 at Murphy USA in Owasso. If they do three oh four, will Walmart also do it? Like It's a war, isn't it? I guess. Or I don't know how they determine this, but why do you think nobody would even, you know, for even an afternoon, drop it even one cent? Well, what I read, and this could be total nonsense, but what I read is they don't make a lot of money off gas. What they want you to do is come inside and buy peanuts and Cokes and stuff. Yeah, they definitely want you coming in there buying those peanuts. Well, they make more money. The margin's bigger. Oh, I know. Than it is on gas. You know gas. how it is when you go into Quick Trip and there's all those peanut stands. Well, there is a peanut in there. Also, did you see this? Um, now employers are watching us more than ever. I saw this in the New York Times that, uh, you know, a lot of people work from home now remotely. Yeah. And this one lady said she took a job and it was a good job because it was $200 an hour. I, could you imagine? Could you imagine all the peanuts you could buy at a gas station? I know. That? Yeah. Imagine. And she got her paycheck and it was way less than 200 bucks an hour. They were monitoring how often she was on her computer. And she said it was unfair because a lot of times she was getting off of uh, the computer to do math problems and stuff. So they literally were like, okay, she worked six minutes here. She worked eight minutes there. She worked nine minutes here and three minutes here. And that's what they paid her for, not the in-between time. Because, I mean, I'll admit that I worked at the grocery store when I was a kid. 70% of the time I was just goofing off. But they still pay me my $5 an hour. Now, if you're making $200 an hour, I, yeah. buddy, I would never get up from that computer. <laughs> I'd wear a diaper. <laughs> would you? Yeah. You wouldn't go to the restroom. I wouldn't do Oh, I would. I see. I would just that put makes me sense. a desk on the toilet. I would never get up if I was making 200 bucks an hour. But that well, is kind of shady of them to do like that. Yeah, like it is 200 an hour technically, but they also take away your 
your time where you're not actively working. But, you know, that's kind of unfair, right? Because we've all had hourly wages, and sometimes you go to the bathroom or whatever. In that case, they're taking that five minutes away from you. Also, did you see this, Daniel, that we have a new baby in Tulsa, an ape at the Tulsa Zoo. But here's the thing. We don't even know the gender of the ape. Why? We don't have a name yet for the new infant. We actually do not even know if it's a boy or girl yet. That's something we probably won't know for a while. It's really difficult to tell the difference when they're that young, and especially since mom is keeping that baby so close. on. So a new ape at the uh, Tulsa Zoo, but we don't know if it's a boy or girl because that mom is like, eh, you aren't getting close to this thing. Yeah, a lot of people don't believe me, but uh, monkeys and apes, they don't like us very much. We think that they do because, you, you know, we, we all saw that movie growing up with a guy rode around in the truck with the orangutan. Mm-hmm. any which way but loose, but in real life, they hate our guts. Unless, uh, didn't you say you, you went to a zoo once and they brought cupcakes I, out? I witnessed it once. When I was probably in fifth or sixth grade, we had a field trip at the zoo, and the zookeeper came out. He's dressed in that khaki, you know, khaki bull they always wore, and uh, he had a box of cupcakes. And the monkeys and the apes in this cage saw that he had cupcakes, and they're all like, you know, clapping, smiling. <laughs> You know, they doing all these then. tricks, high five and raising the roof and all that. And the second that that guy ran out of cupcakes, these things went nuts. They were grabbing the bars. They're like, ah, 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 ah. they were trying to kill this guy. <laughs> so they so like us when like, it's good e- for them, right? Even there, the this that this mama ape has a baby. They won't like to. They don't like us. Yeah. But I guess you could see that little baby eventually, little boy, little girl. We don't oh, know. Wow. Did you see this, tag In uh, San Francisco, a thief is leaving notes on cars, trying to get people to send them money via PayPal, Bitcoin, and cash apps. They don't have to steal anymore. The flyer says, I don't want to steal anymore, but I still have bills to pay. Can you help me, please? Here's this lady named Marsha talking about how she felt finding the flyer on her windshield. I was actually a little scared, a little rattled. I didn't know if they were going to come back to break into my car or anyone else's car. It was something I had to consider every time I came to work and um, actually just adjusting the way I parked and where I parked. So it did affect me, um, and it still does. Yeah, I'd be a little creeped out, too, if somebody left a note on my car. But we've all said, and we've talked to people that have these air conditioning units on businesses, they're like, hey, I I wish that I could have just written a note and said, hey, here's $50. Please don't destroy my $2,000 air conditioner to get $50 worth of copper. Here's just $50. Like, it's a sad situation, but, you know, if you taped a $100 bill to your catalytic converter and said, just don't take the, don't take this. It's going to cost me a lot of money. Just take the 100 bucks. Is that reasonable? Now, the second you do that, guess what? They're going to start hitting that thing every all the time, every night. Yep. Uh, also, Ty, did you see this? Now, this is a man's man here. This is a politician in Canada. He is the premier of Ontario. A premier is kind of like a governor, and he's doing a speech, and he swallows a bee mid-sentence. Now, if this happened to you, are you going to continue the press conference? Are you going to like, hey, uh, I just swallowed a bee, guys. I'm going to go to the hospital. Wouldn't they sting my esophagus or something? Who knows? Well, here, listen to this guy. He, this is a, cool as a cucumber. It's coming from the health sector. <laughs> I just swallowed a bee. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be replayed over and over again. He's wedged in my throat. Sorry, guys. A little bugger got away in there. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. He's buzzing in there. Man, he went right down the hatch. <laughs> this is a classic, okay? This is, sorry. Oh, this is a good one. I'm going to be howling tonight watching this tape. I'll be rushing to the hospital and get this bee out of here. That's a man's man. He's Those like, Canadians oh. are so nice, even yeah. the bees. 
He's like, oh, how about it? <laughs> I was at church once when I was younger, and I think my mom swallowed a moth, like mid-song in the choir. Mm-hmm. Best day of my life. <laughs> Why? Well, <laughs> you know, I'd be it's, awesome. It's, it's kind of funny, you know. She yeah. was up there performing, and uh, you swallow a moth. That's got to be. But she wasn't like you know like like that. Like, she didn't handle no, it. She's like somebody prep. <laughs> <laughs> she had to leave, like, off the stage. Remember how we were talking about uh, the kids' first words? It's 98.5 The Bull. And uh, I think it, it it frustrates moms that a lot of times the f- kids' first word is dada. Remember that, Daniel, how we talked about that? Yeah. You know, mom is the one waking up at 1 in the morning, breastfeeding, and then a, again at 3 in the morning and 6 in the morning. Oh, no, 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 no. And then the kid says dada first. I kind of get their frustration. Yeah, I asked my sister. I was like, does it, you know, does it hurt your feelings a little bit? And she's like, yeah, of course it does. A little bit, yeah. And, I mean, my kid said dada, and my wife was like, hey, that's messed up. But um, now we've gone through it again. My son uh, is going into the first grade, and he had a loose tooth for, I don't know, a week or something like that. And, you know, it's a big milestone. I get, he's very excited about this. I don't remember that particular part of my life, but I guess when you're in first grade, to lose a tooth is like a, a rite of passage. He's very excited about this. And my wife was also like, you know, I'm going to witness him losing his first tooth. Um, and for like a week, she's waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then uh, this weekend, a neighbor said, hey, do you want to come swim at our pool? My wife didn't want to go. And guess what happens? As soon as we go to the pool, he loses his tooth. So she missed. And I saw it all go down. So, again, <laughs> like, I'm like in trouble or something just because the kid lost a tooth. It's, with, not, with, it's not about you, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. She might just miss it because she feels bad because she missed it, not why, sh- why would you feel no, bad? No, I think she's jealous that I uh, got to see it. Why do you think like that? Like the first word, da-da, then I saw the first tooth happen. You know, Serena Williams just announced she was going to retire from tennis, and one of the reasons why she was talking about how when her kid took her first steps, she missed it because she, she was training. There. Yeah, yeah, isn't that tough? I kind of get that. I mean, that would be a heartbreaking thing to miss for sure. So uh, anyway. What would be the worst thing to miss as a parent, first words or first steps? Mm, man, probably f- for me, when he started walking, I was blown away, man. I still have it documented. It's in my email. I'll be able to look at it forever. You know, I couldn't believe it. And the other thing that's so fun about them taking their first steps is they kind of understand, oh, my God, I'm walking. Like, it, the the joy on their face as well was pretty exciting. So, um, anyway, if your child is losing the first tooth, don't let your husband do anything with them. What's the next big milestone now? I guess whenever the judge sentences him to prison, like, I'd like to be there for that. Okay, yeah, that would be nice. It's 98.5 The Bull.